Welcome to another episode of the 50 Shades of NBA podcast. My name is Trey. I am Nathan. And this is episode 36, a.k.a. the Dario Sarish Kevon Looney podcast. A.k.a. Marcus Smart podcast. I don't a- know if he deserves it right now, but... A.k.a. Shaquille O'Neal podcast, the best Celtic to ever wear number 36. So true. Take that, Marcus so Smart. Does he wear 36? Hmm. Uh, Marcus Smart, yeah. That's From crazy. 2015 to 2023, yeah. That's crazy. It's it's weird because even watching the entire series, I it never clicked to me he was number thirty six. Uh, me either. But that being said, now that you've brought up the series, Nathan, the Miami Heat. I mean, yeah. The Miami Heat finally finished off the Boston Celtics in seven games after going up three zero. They almost blew a three zero lead. But oh my fans God, can take a breather now. Nathan, yep. what, what did you what did you see from that series? Um, I think Boston, it was only right for them to, to not get swept. We're, we're kind of ambitious on, on the podcast last week, uh, more so probably out of the spite for Boston than actual, you know, I don't know, gamesmanship, basketball talk, because it is hard even when you are that talented to get swept and Boston hung around just long enough and, I don't know. At the end of the day, I feel like a lot of those losses just lacked heart and yeah. effort. Granted, the last game, Tatum got hurt, which threw off probably their whole game plan going in. But I don't know. You you look at that team, and there's so many moments where it just looks like they gave up. Yeah, it was and making stupid decisions, turnovers off the wazoo. So it was a it was a rough last game to go out on. It reminded yeah. me of another game seven in these yeah, which playoffs, one? Uh, the 76ers Ooh. Uh, versus Boston game seven. Fair um, enough. Where similar to Tatum, Joel Embiid also suffered mm-hmm. a major injury that really crippled him mm-hmm. for the rest of the game. Uh, we did find out it was a grade two yep. ligament tear in his knee. That's what's up. That's what's Come up. Come on, Tatum only had a, a rolled ankle, sprained ankle. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it was a valiant performance put by the Boston Celtics. Um, shout out Derek White. Dude really is yeah, him. Yeah, for real. If you haven't seen his uh, his crazy put back to win game six, then you haven't lived. It was ridiculous. We uh, we had a lot of people over this past Saturday, and there's probably about 20, 25 of us staring at you know the last couple seconds of the game. And Miami goes, I was like the only one rooting for the Heat. In that whole like clan, that whole pod, everyone else was like cheering for for Boston and uh, Jimmy. He got fouled, made both, and I'm like, yeah, you know, talking talking a little bit ish, and you know, Boston takes it down, misses uh, the original shot. Oh, I was like, oh my, you know, I, I was freaking, oh my god, I was freaking out. And then uh, as I'm screaming, I see Derek White out of nowhere. Put the team on his back, the city of Boston on his back. Beautiful tipping, literally couldn't have got there at a more perfect time. Seriously, it was perfectly. He was um, he went from the inbound, I believe. I think he was he inbounded it to Marcus Smart and cut through yep. the left corner. As Marcus Smart threw it up, he he tipped it back in. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about being prepared. Talk about like, I I don't even know. It was a tremendous tremendous play by uh by Derek White to keep him alive. Very heads up, very but. intelligent play from from Derek White. Mm-hmm. Um, Indeed it he was. Did say, on the headband. He said at the end of the game he was like there's no point to not to not try to go for a tip yeah. in. He said he was like yeah. It was definitely going to be the last shot of the game, so no matter what I I just decided I was going to go for it over anyone. I respect that. It was crazy. It's really and- it's really crazy too cuz you see Jimmy throw his hands up when the shot clanks off by Marcus Smart. Mm-hmm. He like throws his hands up like he just went to the finals and Derek yeah. White just tipped it back in. That being said, I mean, they did go to the finals just one game later. Yeah, they did. Yep, absolutely. I, I want to give Jimmy Butler and the Heat a lot of credit though because there was a little bit of pressure building up, whether yeah. that was just locker room talk uh, on the Celtics with Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart saying, don't let us get one more. Yeah. Okay, we got one more. Don't yeah. Whether it's that or more so, like media influence, uh, 
like ESPN on pretty mm-hmm. much every one of their shows. It was, oh, can the Boston Celtics do the impossible comeback from a 3 So with all that pressure, you see every press conference when they went on that three-game skid, Jimmy was just reminding everyone that they're fine. They'll get the next one. Like, obviously it sucks, but they're not worried. Yeah. So I, it was great to see that composure. It was. It was. And Jimmy definitely, you know, I do think it's crazy. Like, if, if any other team had blown this this lead of, like, being uh, up 3-0 and then having to win in 7, I feel like there'd be a lot more scrutiny. But I feel like because the Heat are a 7th seed, there's, there's a little bit more of leeway behind that. But uh, definitely more. 8th seed. Definitely 8th seed. My bad. My bad. My bad. Yeah. Play-in team, 8th seed. Um, he deserved Literally. a little bit more credit for that. But that's all. I, that's yeah. really my whole thought process behind it. No, I mean, uh, I think you're, you nailed it on the head. Uh, every analyst ever and anyone who watches basketball, like if you were to give your genuine input and thought going into the series, everyone said Boston. Mm-hmm. ESPN had their analytics with a 97% chance of uh, Boston going on. And it, it didn't matter. It, it did not matter. Yeah, so. it, it did not. Uh, I saw someone today commented um, 3% chance, 97% faith as a as a Heat fan. And I'll be honest with that's you, awesome. that was metal. That was metal AF. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I was like, dang. Mm-hmm. I, I do think it's cool, though, because watching the Heat, if you were to tell them, like, they're not the better team, they would have laughed at you in your face. Yeah, Especially absolutely. Butler and his playoff run that he's been on. Like you couldn't tell anyone in that locker room that they, they weren't like in their mind, they're probably favorited, you know, to win that series. Yeah. And they're, and they're like, I do think, yeah, I mean, it's their series to lose, but uh, I think a lot of that goes back to Spo. I think I'm coming around Spo better coach than uh Steve Kerr, better coach than Kerr. Yeah. He's one of the Kerr. greatest of all times. Yeah. No, I, I'm cool with saying that now. It, it's so really obvious. Am. Like it's so clear. It's yeah. clear as day. Give Spo his flowers, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Um, I think playoff series wins is something he's really high up there. I don't remember the exact number uh, that he is at, but he's he's. I don't know his uh, coaching performance with different teams too is just historic. In maximizing everything out of the people on his roster. Or that's the nine like undrafted players that are getting starting minutes on the team or your superstar Jimmy Butler. But uh, Spostra, he, he definitely deserves every little ounce of praise, you know? Yeah. At, at this point, it's just obvious, right? Mm-hmm. Like he just kind of deserves to be in, in the conversation, not for like greatest coach of all time by any means. But definitely no, deserves to be in the conversation for legitimate great coach, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even looking at 2010s, uh, the 2020 very early decade, he, he's been to the conference finals, what, four of the, out of the last five, mm-hmm. and then been to the finals two, two of the last four. Um, granted, one year was the bubble year, but, you know, that's like peak play, you know, playoff basketball yeah. is what that bubble was. Yeah. But he definitely deserves uh, way more credit than what he's been given up to this point. That being said, I, I think I'm officially saying that I think the Heat are going to win this championship. All right. Well, uh, what, uh, what's got you feeling that way? What's got me feeling that way? Uh, let me, let me give you this real quick. Okay. What about that 2017 Eagles team? Was that team supposed to win a championship? Ah, uh, no, they were not. Exactly. You know what we call that here? Team of destiny. A team of destiny, Nathan. You're absolutely a team correct. Team of destiny. Uh-huh. I, I there. It's an eighth seed, man. Doing this. Yeah. First time since 1999. 99. That's great. Is it? Is it the second or third time ever that it's ever happened? I don't know. I think it's third. I do not know. Okay. Do you know who did it in 99? Because I don't. The Knicks. Oh, okay. So I think it's the second then. Because that's... that. Yeah, yeah. The 99 okay. Knicks and then this team. I think that's it. 
That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And I know the Knicks lost in that 99 championship. I don't remember mm-hmm. who they played or anything about it, but I know the Knicks made it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think this team is a team of destiny. I'm going to stop doubting Jimmy Butler ever. Um, I'm going to stop doubting <laughs> the mean- And uh, I'll be honest with you, Caleb Martin played like an absolute, like the greatest role player I've ever seen. I think Do you think he uh, should have won Eastern Conference MVP? No, no. Jimmy, okay. Jimmy's defense is... If Jimmy's shots weren't falling, he was still the number one defender, right? Every single time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's also the leader of that team. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not against um, Caleb getting the amount of votes that he received. I think it was four or five for yeah. votes. Yeah, it was. Um, I'm not against Caleb getting four votes and Jimmy getting five, but at the same time, like he deserved to get those votes, but Jimmy deserved to win it. Yeah, I'm cool with that. This um, has been when the you look at it, like, playoff run. It, oh, it really has. Yeah. Really has. Like when, uh, ah, shoot. I don't know if it was on the podcast or on a Twitter reply that I had you um, with Jimmy Butler. Where do you rank his playoff performance mm. Um, mm. Mm-hmm. as of recent or like past couple decades? I was like, I think easy top five. And series by series, he just continues to prove that. Yeah, so. easily. I think that was um, I think that was a TikTok. I think it was a TikTok comment. Okay, was it? T- it was a TikTok. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate um, that. But yeah, no, it was a it was a crazy series. Um, mm-hmm. I'm happy for the Heat, man. Uh, you see that they mm-hmm. they had booked their ticket to Denver before. I did. Like tipping. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty sick. Talk about confidence. Yeah, I mean they're all in. No second thoughts about losing that game and. That being said, if they would have I, lost, I can't it say the awkward. same for the Celtics. Yeah, would have been really awkward. I bet. I bet Jimmy would have flown to Denver anyway, suited up, heat he uniform, walking onto the court with the Celtics, <laughs> be like, oh, "I represent the East." Literally, it would have been wild. Uh, it would have been hilarious to see. I won't lie, but uh, yeah, props to the Heat, dude. Um, with Caleb Barton though, uh-huh. uh huh, he. He had a tremendous, you know, series, like you said. Uh, on the breakdown, I think the only thing that he truly did better than Jimmy was his efficiency from the field. Other than that, yeah. like points per game where they were lower, rebounds, assists, those were all lower. Obviously, defensively, you have a premier defender in the league in Jimmy Butler. So Yeah, it's not like Martin was, Martin was not bad at defense by any means. Was very good no, at defense, but, but not mm, Jimmy. It's also Jimmy Butler. Yeah, Jimmy had so many uh, steals on both Tatum, Brown, you name it, smart. And I remember there's one he he just picked picked the pocket of uh, Tatum last night and had a fast break jam. But now his presence literally everywhere. And when his shots weren't falling, like he'd still step up on defense, like you said earlier. So exactly. And I remember I remember vividly seeing him pickpocket Jalen Brown. I think three times last night. Yeah, like it was, Brown had eight turnovers, dude. Jalen Brown had eight turnovers, and it's only when he dribbles to the left. Have you seen that? Yeah, that breakdown. I have dribbling that. to the left and just always turn, uh-huh. whether he's getting ripped by Jimmy or if he just like loses the ball. There was one time he was in the right corner three mm-hmm. area and just uh, like yep, went to the, the left and it just about. flew away. Yeah, well, I can't dribble left either, but I'm not getting you know chance to get paid three hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. Literally. I mean, I, I could do that for you. I could. Dribble left I could not dribble left for, for a lot cheaper. Million. You pay me a minimum yeah, contract. I'll fail to dribble left. I swear to God, do it happily with a smile on my face. Yes, sir. I think... Um, so you, go ahead. Oh, go, ahead. go ahead. You got it. I insist, Trey. Nathan, we can't do this. There's, I was going to lay here. It's all, okay, it's all okay. you. Fine. I was just going to ask... Uh, so you picked the heat over the nuggets. Yes. Um, you have a certain amount of games, and then I want to hear more of uh, your rationale behind this. I want Heat over Nuggets in seven. Okay. And here's my reasoning. I think I think Gabe Vincent continues to have that massive chip on his shoulder, and it leads them to mm-hmm. have a successful, like not like you know he's not going to outduel Jamal Murray or anything. I think, but he's going to have a successful mm-hmm. series. I think Max Struess is going to have a a great time 
defending Michael Porter Jr. because Michael Porter Jr. can't really pass. Michael never swing the rock Porter. Yes, sir. Um, I believe Bruce Brown for the Nuggets will have a, a fantastic series. I think he's probably going to be their second or third best player. Yeah, I I'm I mean okay. that. Um, I think Bam Adebayo doesn't lock down Jokic by any means, but I think Bam is the I want to say Bam is the best defensive center that that Jokic has seen in the playoffs so far. And I know I'm saying that with Anthony Davis being the other great center, but I think Anthony Davis didn't have the heart that Bam's gonna be that Bam's gonna be playing with. And I think Jimmy's gonna just torch everyone. So Okay. I respect That's that. my reasoning, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I respect it. It's it is um, what it is. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm happy after you give me that breakdown. I needed to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. I think Duncan Robinson, I, I saw this, um, someone on Twitter said that the, the dream scenario for heat fans around the world would be for the heat to be, um, it'd be the heat winning in six games, right? And six games in Miami. And then mm-hmm. it's a blowout for the heat. And then in the final minute of game six with the heat up like 40 or something, Udonis Haslam gets to check okay. into the game. Oh, that's hilarious. And so he goes out on the court winning a championship. It'd be cool. It'd be really cool. It would be cool. It'd be really and he gets a dunk. Great way to cap his uh <laughs> bro, he might uh tear every ligament in his body if he tried to dunk. But he he'd get that dunk. For better or for worse. I'm rooting for, for better it. Or for worse. That's all I want. Okay. I respect that. I really do. I'm going the other way though. Okay, valid. I mean, sticking with the Nuggets. You're you're using logic in my in my non-logic brain, so give it to me. What's no, your reasoning? Okay. Yeah, uh, reasoning. I think you kind of highlighted it earlier, just with the two setters that Jokic will match up against. But I think AD was playing at a very high level. Yep. And consistently, um, even in that Nugget series. Um, he was doing his thing offensively and defensively. Like there wasn't much more he could have done against sure. Jokic, and I think that's just a testament to Jokic's greatness. Uh, Bam's a little smaller than what Davis is, mm-hmm. and size-wise, I think Jokic will take advantage of that. Not saying like Bam will have a bad series, but I don't know. In my head, if AD playing at his top game in the playoffs couldn't stop. Uh, Jokic, then I don't know. I, I, I don't see Bam Adebayo having a much better, you know, luck in that. And Bam's not as good of an offensive player as Davis is. True. Um, so I really like that matchup for for Denver. And then Murray, he's he's just been on fire, dude. He's been he's raised his uh, potential stardom, you know, in the regular season to definite superstar status. Um, the pick and roll that Denver loves to run, that little two-man action between the two is so deadly. It and is. We'll see what Gabe Benson can do. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Butler gets some looks on him too. Yeah. Just to kind of slow it down or, you know, shut it down hopefully. Uh, also the size with MPJ, 6'10", pretty much automatic or – automatic with the ball coming out of his hands whenever he touches it, you know? And then same with KCP, bro. He's been a good little facilitator for the most part, but he's he been, been drilling all of his shots. He has been. Yeah, you, you talked about Bruce Brown, be a big series for him. And then the unsung hero, I think, in the Lakers series was Aaron Gordon. It was. Against Absolutely. LeBron James. Absolutely. Um, so, I, think, I think Aaron Gordon's going to have a... a not as good of a series as he did against the Lakers or is as impactful mm-hmm. just cause I don't feel like they run mm-hmm. as many things through whoever, whichever four they're end up playing with. I don't, it's Kevin love. I don't know who else they started the four though. <laughs> Do you? Mm, no, I'm just trying to think like you have Struce, Vincent, Caleb Martin, Jimmy Butler, and bam. Yeah. Like that's right. It's a star in five right there. I, I, I would want Gordon on uh, Jimmy Butler. 
Yeah, I don't know if Gordon's fast enough to really stick with the with the young and angry Jimmy Butler compared to an old and angry LeBron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, size wise, I like how he matches up. Yeah. He's a good athlete, but I I want yeah. someone with Bruce Brown or Aaron Gordon's capabilities and Michael Porter mm-hmm. Jr.'s size to match up with Jimmy Butler. That'd be ridiculous. That's all I want. That'd be ridiculous. That's just Kawhi Leonard. I Fair think. enough. <laughs> you know what? Damn near might be. Maybe like an inch or two shorter, but still. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard. No, I I, I would like to have players. I I like the Heat's matchups in this regardless. I do think Bam Adebayo, because he's not as good of an offensive player, so much more of his Mm -hmm. effort goes into his defensive performance, where we saw Mm -hmm. in the Lakers series, the Lakers went as far as Anthony Davis could carry them on offense a lot of the time. Yeah. So I want to see Bam, like, I don't want to see more than like 16 points out of Bam ever because mm-hmm. I don't think he can really do that effectively and still lead yeah. the team. I want to see like eight point ten rebound, three blocks, two steals. That's what I want to see out mm-hmm. of the BAM. And that's, that's the way I All think right. the, I the heat that. win this finals is if, which I believe they will, if Spo leads them correctly and plans correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, yeah. I think the nuggets make the that. most sense. I think the nuggets are probably the better team. I think mm-hmm. every team that Miami's faced so far has been a better team th- team than them. And they just keep winning. So I'm not going to bet okay. against, at least on paper, a better team on paper. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I'm, I'm, yeah, not, for I'm, sure. I'm done betting against the heat. I'm saying heat finals. I respect that. And I mean, yeah, you wouldn't be wrong looking at it. Like you just said, they've been better teams on paper than what they have been every single, uh, Round maybe outside of the the New York Knicks. The Knicks were even better even than them, still, bro. I was gonna say, but even still, people could definitely make the argument that the Knicks are. I mean, the Knicks have were a better. Knicks team. also had two All Stars, right? Julius Randle and mm-hmm. not this year, but Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson, Jimmy Butler, yep. Bam Adebayo, right? Yep. So those are the two cornerstones. Then outside mm-hmm. of that, on the Heat, who else do you really have that you were expecting to be kind of that great player? Like I wasn't expecting Duncan yeah. Robinson's resurgence. I wasn't expecting no, Gabe Vincent no or Max Struess to really step up. I was not expecting Caleb Martin to be one of the best role players in the league now. Yep. Um, and you had RJ Barrett. You had uh, freaking, you had, I mean, you had Derek Rose on your bench bench. You had all quickly. these dudes. You had Emmanuel quickly who finished second in the league for six man of the year. And he did nothing. Mm-hmm. You had every single person on yep. your team shoot worse from three, except for Josh Hart. Also, Josh Hart, I feel yeah. like, is already better Crazy. in my head than every role player on the Heat. It's just the Heat play well. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely do. So now, they're so bought into the system and everything that they do run. It's, and it, you don't really see that, like, that level of commitment, which is weird to say because it's NBA basketball, but everyone in the Heat locker room is so bought into what that culture is. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, that being said, well, if you're the Boston Celtics, are you giving Jason and Jalen your your extensions? Or are you looking to trade Jalen? I would resign him. Okay, I'd resign him, um, just because he's still so young, and you don't want to just walk, you know let him walk for nothing. Oh, that. Um, that yeah, I agree. Um, I think if they do make a move for Brown, it'd be like two years down the line type of deal. Um, Cause looking at the contracts and stuff, that's when that money spike really hits mm-hmm. uh, for the bulk of his contract. So that'd be like the year to do it. Yeah. But see how much more you can get out of the team. Horford's getting old. So I don't know how, what his contract looks like, but for the most it's part, big. like you're returning. Yeah. You're returning the same team. I, I, I want to throw out the only thought process I've heard recently regarding a Jalen mm-hmm. Brown trade. And there's a lot of smoke that goes to this rumor. Um, mm-hmm. So the the Houston Rockets, right, are making a big push for James Harden. Yep. James Harden's not going to go to the Rockets unless they have a competitive team. Mm-hmm. So which means, likely, Jalen Green's already expressed this, that he, he thinks that Harden coming there would take away his touches, and he doesn't like that. Yeah. Um. So in, in the world where James Harden wants to go back to Houston, Houston's trying to be competitive. They have to talk to teams that have all-stars or 
roughly around all-star level players to get them to come mm-hmm. over to his team or to come over to the Rockets to entice James Harden, which would likely mean you're seeing some package of, I think the fourth or the third pick. I don't remember. I think they have the fourth pick or the mm-hmm. fifth pick is getting offered uh, for Jalen Brown, or you see Alperin Sangoon get offered, or you see Jalen Green get offered. I mean, you're getting, if, yeah. if, if, if the Rockets say, hey, we want to give you Jalen Green in the fourth overall pick in this year's draft for Jalen Brown, and maybe they throw in like a Kevin Porter Jr. or something, or Atari Eason mm-hmm. to really entice it. And on top of that, they have future Net, Brooklyn Nets picks. We know those are going to be good. They don't have anyone right now. So what do you, what, yep. like as the Celtics, I don't know how you can really turn that down anymore. You'd have to listen to it. Yeah, I don't know how you yeah, can like, definitely hang up the phone. you definitely have to entertain it a lot. Because mm-hmm. uh, 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 what's his face? Um, therefore, the dude who uh, just moved up to the front office—I forgot what his name is. For who? Um, the Celtics former coach Brad Stevens. Yeah, Brad Stevens. I mean, that's the name of the game. That's what the Celtics have been doing forever. You know, yeah. making a competitive roster, making big time moves. So, I won't be surprised. The only reason I could see it not happening, I do know Brad Stevens loves Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. And if that's yeah. enough to hold them together, that's fine. As long as you really believe that you got, that you can win like that, just the two of them. Um, yeah. Someone from my work at PSN also said that the Celtics are the 49ers of the NBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and a good way to look at it. I like mind. that comparison. Yeah. Now that's a great comparison though, honestly. It's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. It really is. Kind of in the mix every year, but it's been forever since they've actually won anything. Yeah, they went to one championship, and that's all you really hear about. Uh-huh. They complain about how one injury really ruined their their chances. Mm-hmm. It's very good. It's yeah, a pretty I like good, that comp. It's a really good comp. It's a very good comp. It's a really it's good a great comp. comp. Oh, I love that. I love that indeed. Yeah. Uh, you ready to move on? Let's move up. Let's move forward. Okay. Sounds good. We, uh, we do have quite a bit of coaching news last week. The Bucks hired, uh, Adrian Griffin from uh, the Toronto Raptors. Uh, he was their assistant coach. I don't know a whole lot about him and I didn't read up a ton on him either, but it is a name that I've heard, heard before. Um, obviously it's probably someone Giannis likes a lot because, you wouldn't make a coaching decision without his kind of green light or go ahead. Um, that's the reality of, you know, the NBA, you want to get your superstar players input and what better superstar than a top three player in the NBA. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, again, I don't know a whole lot about him. Um, obviously he has to be worth something at least to the team and at least to Giannis going forward. So, I don't know if you have more info on them or not. Okay, let me let me run you run this down for you. So Adrian Griffin played at Satan Hall University in college. He averaged, okay. I believe, eleven points per game. Made two All SECs. SE, wait, hold on, two All Big East teams. 11, okay. Uh, in his senior year, he averaged nineteen point five, eight point three rebounds, and three point one assists. He then played okay. nine. He then played nine years in the NBA. Word. He got his start head. Uh, he got his start as a coach with the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, okay. With the Milwaukee Bucks under okay, um, S- Scott Skiles. Mm-hmm. Yep, just after his NBA playing career, and then he's also worked for Where? the Chicago Bulls, the Orlando Magic, the OKC Thunder, and then he won a gold me- medal in 2014 on the FIBA USA Ooh. team as a coach, and then was the Raptors assistant coach after that. Okay, gotcha. So he I mean, also has a son. He's been around the league. Also has a son. Is his son playing anywhere? Oh my gosh, his son's AJ Griffin of the Hawks. Oh, dang, that's awesome. Okay, cool. So yeah, I was you like, know Adrian Griffin. You I know that resume, name. Yeah, you're going through his resume. Uh, it's impressive. Yeah, to say the least, it's impressive. Obviously, a dude who's been around the league and been in the league for quite a while. I don't know how many years that was, but I don't feel like adding them up. Trey's doing the mental math right now. 
Probably um, 20, probably around 20 total. 20. That's good. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah. I think uh, just really reflecting back onto the Boston Celtics series, um, when you look at the, the, what do you call it, the coaches that were left in it, and obviously Mike Malone moved on, but Spostra too, mm-hmm. both of them were assistants for years on top of years. And then around basketball, in basketball, um, for a lot of time, like Spo got to start, what, 30 years ago or yeah. something like that, yeah. 28, yeah. Uh, and then Michael Malone, he was an assistant for 11 years, I saw. And then his dad actually was also a coach, uh, coach in the league. Um, I think that's important, having someone who kind of did their time as an assistant, you know, and then progressively going on to the head coaching uh, role seems to be the better move right now because Joe Mazzula, who was just an assistant coach for three years, and sure, a lot of inexperience comes along with that. He was on the staff for, you know, the Celtics runs in the past, but it's a whole nother level to become a head coach. The coach, yeah. Yeah, to be the coach. So I like that move a lot, just based off of a resume. I enjoy it. Yeah, um, I do think it's interesting. But, I didn't know he started his coaching career with the Bucks. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, no, full full circle moment for him. Exactly, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Um, I, I but, like the hiring. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Appreciate you giving me that the uh, a little rundown of it. Yeah, I had to look it up. So I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out the name oh, of this okay. article. There's an article yeah. on Fansided by Josh Wilson from three days ago. It says who is Adrian Griffin? Everything to know about the Bucks' new head coach. Perfect. So I had to give that quick run. Read up on it. Absolutely. Check them out. I However, fan side, it's pretty cool. Fan side, it is pretty cool, especially with that. However, Trey, give it to there's me. a much more interesting much more uh, head coaching move. Yeah, much more important, especially as it pertains to this podcast. Uh, head coaching move. Also, a former coach of the Toronto Raptors. Um, Nick Nurse. Dwayne Casey? So oh, the doc. Okay. Oh, oh. No, the doc is gone and the nurse is in. I, I'm that. Were you, did you just come up with that? I've seen it uh, a little bit on, on Twitter and stuff. I've seen but, that nowhere. Yeah. So, paging room 76. I, I, I haven't even seen, I have seen that zero times, but I'm very happy that it's happening. Okay. Hey, it's an original thought. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Nick Nurse is an excellent, excellent. I, I think I said he was my my top choice for head coach last week. Yes, you did. I either said him or Monty, but I, I definitely want Nick no, Nurse. No, you said Nick. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. I did, yeah. Um, yeah. Nick Nurse is, is the guy I wanted. I think he's the he was the best coach available out of every coach. Um, I, I love what he's done in Toronto. I love how much his players love him. He seems like he has that that type of players coach type thing. But he isn't, I wouldn't classify him as a player's coach. Um, just because of what he's done, uh, he's been more of a, excuse me, he's been more of like a, an X's and O's kind of guy. Very uh, intelligent, very strategic. I love him as a coach. Uh, I, I think he's going to be really great in Philadelphia. I, I hear Joel Embiid really enjoys him. I just, I'm really excited to have Nick Nurse be the new head coach of the 76ers. Um, as much as Doc Rivers, I feel like, improved in his final season as a head coach for the Sixers, I feel like Nick Nurse was the the best-case scenario for Philadelphia. I, You know what? I think that's perfect. Um, obviously, he was the number one coach for you, uh, for the guys left available. And I was watching a decent amount of videos and just coverage on Nick Nurse and his time in Toronto. Uh, J.J. Redick, talked a little bit about him and I like JJ a lot like a lot of what he has to say but going further than that just hearing how his players talked about him and like you said great as a player coach um but more so on the adjustment side I I had to again learn a little more about him because last week I was like oh you know I see him more as you know as that player's coach rather than the X's and O's but uh I probably watched a good half hour at least of just the Toronto players talking about him and other reporters covering him. Um, Just talking about his coaching philosophy, what he does on the court and 
just the impact of the inj- uh, adjustments he makes. And I don't know, it, it's perfect when I think of the Sixers and obviously that's a lot of the scrutiny that Doc got was his inability to, you know, make those adjustments um, in game. Uh, I don't know if you can, again, get a better dude who fits the needs of the team. So yeah, I feel like perfect hire. Yeah. I feel like the past two, the past two coaches, the Sixers have had and Brett Brown and Doc Rivers have been overwhelmingly players coaches and not necessarily like, like they're there for the players. They make the players happy. They fight for their players. And I love that. That's the mentality I want from a coach. But Brett Brown was super inexperienced as, as a head coach trying to win. Um, we saw that a little bit in his last playoffs performance. Uh, we, we saw that he didn't really have the same ability to, he got outcoached by every other coach. And then Doc Rivers, we saw the same thing every single playoff series. We saw freaking Nate McMillan outcoach him in the Hawks series. Mm-hmm. And this is just yep. what, what we are kind of looking for at this point is just a coach who isn't going to get simply outcoached and beaten up by every other, every other coach in the league. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping I, like I said, I, I said that I was giving up on the Sixers. I said that I wasn't, I said mm-hmm. that I was, um, you know, yeah. The initial heartbreak, You're of back on those. but Hey, I'm drinking yep. the Kool-Aid again. You know, if, if you there's should. one thing I know is that if we do the same thing over and over again, uh, eventually it's got to work, right? That's like not literally the definition I, of insanity. I was going to say, I think that might be the, the definition of insanity, but I think it you is. Know, go off. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, it is too. I think Nick Nurse is, is probably going to be, it, it's, it's the best possible outcome for a coach. I love Sam Cassell. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Dave Yeager who are both, I hope he keeps both of them on the Sixers staff. I don't know how much he's going to bring over from Toronto in terms of his coaching staff. I don't know what else is happening, but I'm very excited to see what Nick nurse can do as a head coach for the Philadelphia 76ers. Do you think this hire kind of helps retain Harden at all? Um, I don't care. I don't care anymore. Okay. Okay. I think, I think the initial firing of doc is, is the most Harden got to have a say on the yeah. uh, coaching. Um, I know Joel Embiid was not happy about the firing of doc. He really liked doc rivers, but mm-hmm. I, I do hear that apparently Nick, he's a big fan of Nick nurse too. So I think this is more, mm-hmm. this is more just like the best coach possible we could get. And I think that's the way it yeah. should have been. I think if, if James yeah. Harden wants to leave and go do nothing on the rockets, he can go do nothing on the rockets and I wish him the best. And I know how important the Houston community is for him. And mm-hmm just all those things. I really respect that um, about James Harden. I've done a lot of research into his philanthropy in the past year. Cause he was the finalist for man of the year, but mm-hmm. I do really want to like, just express that I, whatever he does, I'm at peace with at this point. And yeah. I, I really do just trust Joel Embiid, Nick nurse and Daryl Morey to find something. You never know. You never know. If yeah. somehow, some way, the Sixers are able to dump Tobias con- uh, Tobias Harris's contract this year, mm-hmm. we would have a max slot if James Harden left. If no James and no Fair Tobias, enough. we have a max slot. So, really, yeah. that just leaves us with Kyrie Irving as really the only actual like star level player. Yeah, let me just pull up this list of of every single um, free agent here. Another option I see getting floated around a lot: Fred Van Vliet is going to be mm-hmm. a free agent. And I'd like that. Um, when Nick nurse got hired, he, he tweeted something about it, how he was happy for Nick nurse. Um, so clearly Fred mm-hmm. Van loves him. So if we, mm-hmm. Hey, if we lose somehow out on, on Tobias, or if we lose James Harden and we get rid of Tobias, yeah. Fred Van Vliet would be a nice, nice addition. He very, very much stabilized that point guard position in a way mm-hmm. that we've only had, you know, with James Harden. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, still better than having a Ben Simmons that. on the team. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And, you know, I having think, a Ben uh, Simmons would be better than having a Dylan Brooks on the team. One yes, more stray. Would. One more stray. Had to throw one in. That's a chase. Keep tallying it up, baby. Keep tallying it up. That being said, this free agency sucks. Also, the Bulls opened contract it negotiations does. with Vucevic. I'm, I forgot to mention that. Oh, okay. Yep. That's, that's all. No, I didn't know that. Yep. Oh, 
Real quick, though, uh, since you brought up the Bulls, there was something um, that I saw that the Bulls don't believe Lonzo like going to be able to play basketball again, like period. Uh, I'll try and find it really quick since uh, I brought that up, but that would be awesome. I saw that and was like kind of blown away by it. And it was something uh, my my sister, we were hanging out the other day. She said that. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. According I'm at it right to, now. Tr- yeah. From, okay, it's from Daily Loud. So I don't know how much you put stock into that. But Chicago Bulls believe Lonzo Ball may never be able to play basketball due, due to his injury. That's scary. Yeah. So, again, credibility of the source, kind of in question. But Rob Perez does follow him. Rob Perez follows everyone except for me, Nathan. Yes, he does. Follows me. He follows me. Yeah. Yeah. So, it is what it is. He's a goat. He is a goat. I wish he would follow me back. Yeah. That's tough. That's a tough one. But... One day, Dre. I do, I do think it's really tragic how the Bulls, kind of that summer of accumulation where Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Vucevic, and Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso all got a team up together. I do wish mm-hmm. we got to see more of that. I think that was a really fun team, but it mm-hmm. lasted for about 40 games. Yeah. Literally. No, it's, uh, you never were really to appreciate and kind of reap what that roster could have been. Yeah. It's sad. It is it's a shame, but again, the Bulls had their run in the 90s, and you guys can hold on to that for as long as you want. Please, just, I don't want them to hold on to it anymore. I'm like so Cowboys sick. Fans I'm, it's seriously, it's like Cowboys fans. That being said, <laughs> I don't, there's a, there's a debate going on between which NBA franchise is the most like the Cowboys, um, mm-hmm. and currently the winner of that debate, from what I have seen on Twitter, is this, the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> Really? Because they always, because every Sixers fan, including me, always goes, this is our year. This is our year. Okay. And every Cowboys fan yeah. ever goes, this is our year. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. From that standpoint, I see the similarity. And then they do nothing. Yeah. And then they do nothing. Mm-hmm. Never get past the second round. Then it's heartbreak. And then the new year comes along and it's rinse and repeat. Yep. Which is just what, it's what the Sixers do, but we're not holding on to a championship mm-hmm. from the 90s like the Bulls are. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. I, I'll be honest with you, Bulls fans are way more delusional than Sixers fans, in my personal Cowboys? opinion. No, Sixers fans. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, No, I'd agree I would with say that. they're on par. I, they might be even more delusional than Cowboys fans because Cowboys fans at least have a good team on paper. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were to simulate, like in Madden, like 100 times the first year, yeah. the Cowboys would probably win like 10 times out of the first 100, right? Yeah, at the very minimum. Yeah. The Bulls never, maybe like once every like, maybe twice in a hundred hundred simulations, you'll see a Bulls championship. Mm-hmm. And like a lot had to, had to have gone wrong. I'm talking injuries. Every other team like decided not to fly into Chicago for whatever reason. <laughs> That's why. There's actively World War Three going on. Yeah, yeah Chicago the is team like left. Start of it all. Yeah. <laughs> Last team standing. That's that's simple. That's Chirac simply it. defended it. Yeah, it's the only thing. But Chirac is defended. <laughs> Personally, <laughs> I I think that's uh the only way the the Bulls are legitimate um le- legitimate contenders. Okay, I respect that. Respect yeah. that. But that that um, I mean, okay. my, oh go ahead, go ahead. Oh, uh, I was just uh gonna move us on to our next point. So you finish your thought. Yep. No, no, that was it. Oh, I was, I was okay. also going to move us on to our next point. Oh, perfect. Yep. I'm glad we we're on the same page. Well, the next point of uh, discussion is Bob Myers, Warriors GM and president, stepping down from his role. Yep. What are your thoughts on that? I, I think, you know, I it's kind of crazy. I definitely didn't expect it. Um, we do hear rumblings about it like every year, I feel like, or at least the last few years. We've heard rumblings of, mm-hmm. of Bob Myers wanting to step down. But I do think it's kind of mm-hmm. crazy that he he is and walking away from a team he's had so much success with. But after yeah. all, I mean, it, it is what it is, you know? Yep. Um, I know Woj a couple of weeks ago just said that 
uh, Myers and the Warriors organization haven't talked about a contract extension or um, mm-hmm. a new contract for a couple months into the season. So it seemed like Bob kind of knew this might have been his uh, his last run with the team. But there was a lot of talk after LeBron and the Lakers eliminated the Warriors that, oh, maybe this is the end of, you know, the dynasty as we know it. And I, I didn't want to buy into it a whole lot, but I think now with, you know, I don't want to say like the puppet master, but the dude who's, you know, Drafted deciding so many who's of coming. To, yeah, exactly. Now that he's kind of stepping away, I, I think it's worthy to bring up and worthy to entertain. I, I buy into it that the Warriors, that dynasty as we know it is, kind of done it's gonna you know? feel weird when the when the warriors miss the playoffs playoffs next mm-hmm. like then, when that will. finally happens it's gonna be really funky for everyone yeah well uh just trying to imagine who's gonna be on that team next year you know draymond Pro- i don't know probably gone. not is that safe gone. to say i would say he's probably gone jordan Poole probably yeah. gone yeah Whew. that'd be crazy after investing that much money in him yeah, that, that's the dude you chose over Draymond. It you is know, at the end of the day, money. Yeah, and so. I I don't know. It's crazy. I don't know what you could get for Jordan Poole. I'd be willing to give you Tobias Harris for Jordan Poole. I'm sure you would. Yeah, I'm sure you would. And then I would love to do a th- third team trade where I flip J- Jordan Poole for a second round pick. Shit, a second round pick. That's all I want. I don't care anymore. Okay, just so you have space. Yeah, and a pick. Okay. All right, Trey. Yeah. I'd be curious to see uh Sixers fan wise how many other people are, are on board with that you know um, the way trade package it, the, the way I look at it, right? Uh-huh. Uh it would take a second round pick at the bare minimum to dump Tobias Harris. So if we're coming out of the trade of Tobias Harris with a second round pick, it's just a net positive. A net positive? Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Um I know Clay Thompson, he's probably going to have to accept less money than what he would, you know, ideally want. Yeah. But it just kind of makes sense. Jonathan Kuminga is looking for a way out of Golden State. Yep. He wants more shine. He wants more shine. And they feel really like it said that his agent was feeling really weird about the way that they just kind of gave up on James Wiseman. Mm -hmm. And that was a big, that was a big reason for why they were like, we need to. Yeah. We need to move on. Yeah. Also, trading Sadiq Bay, trading Sadiq Bay for Gary Payton the second was kind of crazy as well. Mm-hmm. Sadiq Bay, I yeah, feel like no, fit that was. fit that Warriors team extremely well, and they should have kept him. He was definitely a better player. Yeah. And it's nothing against Gary Payton. I think that move was more so, you know. Get the band because they together. like him as a person. Yeah, exactly. Run it back. Um, they like his leadership. Uh huh. So that I understand. Trying to do right by your people, but at the same time, you didn't do right by your people because you just let Draymond walk. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, there's always a chance they resign him. Uh, I mean, still, there's always a chance. I think I he wants know. to go play with LeBron. I think so too. Yeah, he has his eyes set. A little south. Yeah, I do, I do think it's really funny how apparently Jordan Poole, what what caused the punch earliest in the season, which I think was episode three of the podcast, if you could think about that. Yeah. Um, I yeah. believe that was, uh, he said something about how Draymond's going to be going going over to play in Sacramento after this season, so. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely a, it's going to be a new era in Golden State. I'm, I'm I don't really care. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I'm either. Sick of them I, succeeding. I am too. I am too. I've uh, been a hater of the Warriors for yeah, many years. You've been a hater. You're a I lot mean, more I, of a hater than I am for them. I definitely am. I definitely am. The many times, I think the two times that the Jazz were eliminated at their hand. Yeah. It's nice to see. Um. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think yeah. that. That being said, I mean, the Nuggets and the Heater in the finals, is that the last thing you want to talk about mm-hmm. real quick? I know yeah, you, had a, you had a statistic the on there real quick. Yes, so ESPN, again, with their analytics, uh, give 
the Heat a slightly better chance of winning this series than they did the Celtics. I feel like a lot of that is out of trying to pay respect to what that team has done. Yeah. Um, and the Heat have a 11% chance of beating the, the Nuggets to Denver's 89% chance of winning the finals. I think that's extremely disrespectful and also maybe fair. <laughs> I, I, I would give them at least a 20, you know? A 2080 is, is at least a little bit more respectful. I don't know what goes into these calculations. Uh, I don't either. <laughs> I want to know what like analytics they're pulling from. Bro, they're like, what number sounds good? I think I think 11. Yeah. 11 to show respect yeah, is literally. pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think there's there's a very good chance the Nuggets end up winning this final. Jokic leads them to a championship. I will still take the Heat uh, in, in okay. six or seven. Mm-hmm. Respected. Now, it'll be a really good one to watch, though. Um, we kind of talked about it last week just from a basketball perspective that these are two teams that, you know, really play the game the right way um, offensively and defensively, which you don't always get. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to it. And either way, you're going to get two very deserving players uh, winning their first ring yeah. for their respective teams. So that, it's awesome to see. It really is. Um Really quick, I did see this uh, a little bit ago. Denver, the Broncos won their first Super Bowl in Miami. Um, The Colorado Avalanche won their first Stanley Cup in Miami. The CU Buffaloes, many decades ago, won their first championship in Miami. So, you know, now it's time for, for Denver... The Nuggies to do the same? It's possible. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. possible. Mm-hmm. Shout out KG. KG. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really quick on that. Did you see Jason Tatum walk in with a Anything's Possible t-shirt? No. I think it was game seven. That's awesome. Yeah. He pulled up with that. Yeah. That's fantastic. I'm very happy he did that. I am too. It was great to see. But yeah, that's all I got for you. I think that's about it. Conclusion of episode 36. Look at us. We have almost a year of podcast creation. It's kind of sick, dude. I'm putting that on on my resume. As you should. As you should. As a resume brag-worthy statistic right there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I like the trick. Yeah. I got nothing more for you. Yeah, that being said, it's been real. It's been fun. And, you know, it ain't been real fun moderate it's know. been moderately fun real's kind of a stretch yeah it's been moderately fun today moderately fun <laughs> but that being said i love it deuces deuces